In 2016, Trump is the best candidate and Bill Cosby is in jail. Welcome to the Movie Epidemic Podcast. Is Bill Cosby, is, yeah, we're doing the couch cast this week. Uh, we're both on couches. Um, Buck LaDuke in his brand new Vista um, that he acquired. Um, I, I acquired uh, an estate. Don't get into it too much, probably, on the uh, air. I don't know how much legally I'm allowed to discuss at this point. Uh, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I'm in. Like, no, uh, you know, like pe- like you see in like movies or TV, when like the one guy like uh, acquires like an uncle's estate, and you're like, that never happens. Sometimes it does. Apparently, <laughs> it so. happens for real. Um, I'm I'm sitting here living in my one bedroom, uh, infested with fruit flies right now. Infested. Infested. I'm just, hey? I, yeah, absolutely infested with fruit flies. I've had nothing to nothing to eat or drink today except for several glasses of Captain Morgan's rum straight. Like, I'm not, I'm not cutting it with anything. Um, it's a billion degrees. Like, it's, it's a billion degrees in my household. So uh, what I have here, uh, there's no air conditioning in my building. I refuse to pay for air conditioning, and I don't have a fan. So I have, I have this fancy little device. This is a spritzer. I just, I just make it rain. I make it rain on me every five minutes or so, and that makes, uh, that makes life livable. Uh, in in this in this terrible pit of filth and uh, terrible existence, it looks you can tell because this your your webcam has a has like a inky film over <laughs> yeah. top of it. Yeah, that would be just the general atmosphere of the apartment. Uh, I see. Yeah. So if you if you come over to my my house and and there's just like a, a like a thin very thin but very real layer of slime on pretty much everything. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. So uh, what do we got on the agenda today, Chadley? I know we've changed things up over the last few weeks here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're both very busy, man. But uh, last, if you listen to last week's podcast where where we just – we went on – I listened to that podcast, man. We talked about Batman versus Superman for like an insane amount of time. But um, Pretty good, hey? Pretty good yeah. episode. If you listen to uh, if you listen to last week's episode, we said that we were going to be doing an episode on London Has Fallen and Fifty Shades of Black. Uh, I just feel like there's uh, we don't have enough time to do the podcast, and there's too many good movies coming out, uh, or at least movies that we have to actually discuss. That uh, I don't think we can actually dedicate a full episode to those. Oh, films. we're contractually obligated to talk about the the Jungle Book because we work for Disney. But yeah, absolutely. So we'll be talking about. Uh, so today we'll be talking about the Jungle Book. We also. We also have a somewhat not not as not as heavy of a clause as we do with Disney, but we do have uh, a contract, a pretty thin contract with Netflix. So we'll yeah. obviously be talking about their uh, their new film, uh, Special Correspondence, written so and thin, directed. So thin you could almost call it non-existent. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost not there, but we but they do want us to talk about this one specifically, and uh, I believe I believe there was something saying we had to talk about Ridiculous Six as well. Um, I believe I believe the week that it was released, um, and special correspondence came out what like four days ago now, very very recently. Um, that's an interesting movie starring Eric Bana and Ricky Gervais that we'll get into. Um, definitely a shocking offering. I didn't realize that was Eric Bana until like pretty deep into the movie because I realized I don't know what Eric Bana looks like. Until well, he now. well he just he wouldn't stop wearing sunglasses in the movie. It was hard to tell. Yeah, it was hard to tell. Yeah, Ricky Gervais, like he's got he's got that that plump face. Even if he's wearing sunglasses, you know it's him, right? Oh yeah, you know it's he, Ricky Gervais because he won't stop talking about God. Yeah, and he's got the he's got the fangs. He's got the oh, fangs. He does have the fangs. That's right. He's got the fangs. Um, but yeah, then we're we're also going to start our series off with Batman the movie starring Adam West and uh, who's the guy who plays Robin again? What's his name? That'd be Burt Ward. Burt so. Ward, baby. 
Kurt Ward, that man's a superhero. That guy's a fucking action hero. We'll talk about that uh, a little bit later in the show. So I've I've seen him in real life. He's real he's real fat and old now. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw Adam West in, in real life once too. And man, yeah, that guy's Yeah, yeah. You were with me. Um, yeah, he's teetering, dude. He's um, like he he was almost falling over, dude. He was like he was like a game of Jenga that's been been played for like an hour and a half, and every time somebody takes out a block. They're they're surprised it's still still going, you know. That's certainly one way to describe him. <laughs> uh, he's also, I think he might be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he, like really senile, because like we saw him on a panel, and every question that the, the interviewer asked, he sort of was just like answering it in like no way, and just like saying words about the stuff. He did well. He kept talking about Family Guy. Remember? Yeah, he kept. They, they kept asking about Batman because, like, we were we were at a comic expo and they wanted to talk about Batman. And they kept asking him Batman questions, and he just kept like almost like he had a deal with Seth MacFarlane. Like every Seth MacFarlane's like, all right, you're not allowed to talk about Batman. Just gotta talk about Family Guy, or else we're firing you. You won't be on our payroll anymore. Yeah, but, uh, yeah he's old. He, uh, I, it, mm, mm, I don't know what Seth MacFarlane's gonna do when that old man teeters over. He's gonna. <laughs> gonna be lost there's gonna be no more family guy or at least i hope um you know what Seth MacFarlane likes doing he likes pumping out shitty movies to get that sweet cash sweet cash yeah yeah that's true but uh i kind of like a million ways to die in the west but nobody else did so like i, I get it it's well, not a very it, ted it's, not, it's not a very good movie the the ted movies though those are unwatchable if it wasn't for if it wasn't like I can't believe I'm about to say this, but if it wasn't for Joel McHale, I don't think Ted would have any like good parts in it. <laughs> Joel McHale, hey. Joel McHale, and he's only got one funny line. So there's I like, kind of like Marky Mark. Oh yeah, Marky Marky Mark's okay, but I just like I'm just so done with him doing garbage. Like I just want him to do another Scorsese film or something. Like do another do Boogie Nights Part Two. Yeah, fuck. Do some. What was that? Linklater? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. It was PTA. Bitch. Oh yeah. No. Paul Thomas Anderson. Linklater was dazed and confused. I'm getting my movies mixed up here. That new that new Linklater film looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta I gotta see that shit. Have you seen Have you seen trailers for that? I don't remember what it's called, but there's some like weird movie where Viggo Mortensen plays a hippie, and oh he, yeah, what is that? I forget. What yeah, that's... he plays like a hippie, and then the state tries to take away his kids or something. Doesn't matter. We'll probably watch it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> We'll talk about it at that time. We should probably start talking about this Netflix joint. Okay. I guess, I guess we know now why Netflix did zero advertising for this <laughs> movie. Because it's t -t -t terrible. <laughs> Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ricky Gervais is a hilarious comedian. Very funny. Very smart. If you pay attention to his Facebook, he's very smart. Um, he's very um, adamant about the things he believes in. Um very funny, amazing comedian, amazing comedic timing in the TV shows and the movies that he's in, and nobody should ever let him write a screenplay again because he's fucking terrible at it, dude. He's fucking really terrible. Bad. He's really uh, bad at writing movies. But how is he so good at making TV? Because all his TV shows are fantastic. All, he, pumps, he pumps out like one every two years now, and they're always good. I don't understand it. And he writes them all, too. It blows it blows my I haven't finished Derek, but what I have seen of Derek is like fucking brilliant. Yeah, Derek's is uh, Derek is good. I, I honestly think his funniest show though is the one where it's just him and Steven Merchant sitting in a room making fun of Carl Pilkington. Uh, I think <laughs> Yeah, the Ricky Gervais show, that one's yeah, yeah, the Ricky Gervais show. It should be called the Carl Pilkington show because he's the I, goddamn I like, I like the I like the moaning of life with Carl Pilkington. 
where yeah, they yeah. in places. Yeah, they're, they're, that, that was the name of the movie, but what was uh, An Idiot Abroad was the name of the show. Oh, my, yeah, Idiot Abroad. My favorite thing about An Idiot Abroad is that is when um, Carl Pilkington has to explain to people his show, and he always says the title, and then they stop like giving a shit about what he has to say, and then he tries to like justify it by being like, oh, I wanted the show to be called Carl Pilkington's Seven Wonders of the World, and that like they're already gone. Yeah. So, fucking adore i fucking i watched all of idiot abroad in like a night it's so goddamn funny yeah that show's pretty good um as for special correspondence uh what the like, fuck it's like it's tv quality movie yeah like this sure. this felt this felt like a tv movie uh it makes sense to me why this was not in any theaters why this uh went straight to netflix i don't know if this was like a netflix deal with ricky gervais um but like, yeah, it does feel like the type of movie that would just show up on like maybe like AMC is, you know, every now and again, and nobody watches it. From what I can tell, uh, it was like Ricky Gervais made a TV movie, and then Netflix bought the rights to it. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. But here's the thing: is that I kind of thought we were over this whole thing, and of all the screenwriters in the world, I of all the screenwriters in the world. I didn't think that Ricky Gervais would forget to write jokes. There's no jokes. <laughs> yeah, that's a real problem we've been having, hey? It's, it's baffling, dude. And, like, like honestly, like, I feel like I say this every time, but we've said it before, no jokes. But this really had no jokes. This was a dark comedy that just, like, felt really grim and uncomfortable because there wasn't jokes to, like – like you know split up the terrible shit that they're doing in the movie like it's just them doing terrible horrible things for no reason too Uh like that's that's my big problem is that like all of the fucking all of the um what's what i'm looking for all the conclusions that they come to it's like 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 when they're like oh let's just pretend that we are kidnapped and it's like what why do that why do that and there's like there's no consequences for anything they do Nope, nope. They're just like, oh, now we now we have to go to Ecuador. Let's let's explain what this movie is about real quick before yeah, we get right. too deep into it. Why, why don't you take it away? So basically, uh, Ricky Gervais and uh, Eric Bana play these radio guys, and they're supposed to go to Ecuador to cover a war, uh, and instead, Ricky Gervais loses the uh, tickets. So they fake going to Ecuador by calling into the radio uh, from uh, like a, a, a location in New York, basically. Here's, here's, here's what I wonder. Here's what I wonder, okay? Is that the, the location that they're in is like right across the street from the radio station. Yeah. No one ever saw them walking in. But like but like here's the here's the big problem is that they mentioned that Eric Banna lives in a one bedroom apartment by himself. Why didn't they just go there? Well, that's obviously the first place they would look. Oh my oh, I guess, yeah. But why would they look there? Why would they look there if if their if their thing is working and they believe them to be in Ecuador, why would they look there? I don't oh, know. it just it blows my fucking brain apart. Um, uh, 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 Vera, Vera Fermaga uh, is in this as well, and usually she's a rock star, and man, she is fucking terrible in this. Like, it's 
it just it, it, it's so disheartening to see her go from such strong performances on like Bates Motel and Up in the Air to giving just such a such a low brow, mediocre, shitty performance in this movie. Yeah, it's hard to say if it's just poorly written though. Yeah, I think I think it might mostly be in the screenplay, which is too bad because I like Ricky Gervais a lot. Um, but like we we've seen this before with uh, the shitty writing. He made he wrote a movie called uh, The Invention of Lying, yeah, which is sad. fucking <laughs> terrible. And like it, it's come to a point now where I think we can just sort of, he, he, you know, he's a funny man. He's a funny man. Throw him in your movies, but don't don't get him to write or direct anything. Um, one thing too, and I, I don't know if this is a directorial choice or like a fuck up in editing, but there's one scene in particular I want to talk about um, that they didn't light. There's a scene they didn't light, and it's really painfully obvious, and like everything looks really gray and shitty, or they didn't color correct or something. Um, do you know the scene I'm talking about when they're uh, leaving? They're they're about to go to drive to the West Coast so that they can go to Ecuador, and they're saying goodbye to the America Ferrera character. And the uh, Benjamin Bratt character, um, uh-huh. and yeah. like, I don't know. Was... I wasn't really paying attention because it all just <laughs> looked so horrible. But like, it was like, ah, oh, it's so hard to just. It's just like bland filmmaking, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Like it, it felt like it felt so wildly uninspired, and that's that's almost too bad. And and I got the when I watched the invention of lying, I was like, okay, here's the deal: is that this guy got big while he was writing this movie and then he rushed to finish it. Well, that's, I don't believe that to be the case anymore now because now I just understand this is just like the quality of screenplay that Ricky Gervais, you know, uh, you know, thinks is acceptable. Um, <laughs> which, which is too bad because again, I love the man. He's so funny. Uh, his stand he's going to be doing another standup uh, um, this year, which I'm very excited for because uh, I absolutely love his standup. But like, oh god damn! It's just he's already he's already done seven specials. So does he, does he have any more material after? Is it just <laughs> all gonna be him talking about how there's no god? Uh, it's yeah, it's gonna be him talking about no god. He might talk about fucking elephants in there somewhere. Um, Isn't wasn't the last like the last couple about no god too? Yeah, yeah, no god and uh, and animal cruelty is sort of like his shtick right now. Um, yeah. Say, say no to animal cruelty. He's got like seven dogs or something like that. He's got like a fucking million pets. Um, which, God bless the man. God bless the man. He takes in... I mean, for a man who has to travel so much, maybe don't maybe don't have so many pets. But... Uh, He's probably know. got people looking after them. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I mean, but I, just like... It's irresponsible to own a pet if you can't if you, if you can't be there, you know? But whatever. That's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Eric Bannon's career... Yeah, what? Yeah, that was gonna be my next thing. What happened there? Okay, so in this Hulk, I guess, right? Yeah, Hulk, Hulk must have, but like Hulk was like pre Munich and like like pre like all that good shit he did. I guess I was like, what was that? Oh nine? Uh, no, Munich I think was oh six, and Hulk was oh three. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just it's just been a downward a downward spiral for the man, and it's unfortunate. But uh, he gave absolutely no shits. Uh, well, when you can't really. Yeah, he gave no shits while while uh, filming this movie. Um, again, I think it all chalks up to the writing, but it just like uh, well, and Ricky Gervais directed it, and apparently he can't direct. Also, no, no, and that's too bad. 
here's the thing though. Here's the thing where this writing, where the writing in this movie goes right. Cause I do want to say something positive about this movie. And I noticed this while I was watching it within five minutes of watching the movie. I knew so much about the three main characters of the film. Like I knew almost everything you need to know. In fact, no, nay, everything you need to know about the characters uh, to understand the film you get in the first five minutes. And that way they can not focus on background. They can just go right into the plot, which is good. Uh-huh. Um, it's just too bad where they took it um, after that. No jokes. No jokes. Um, Eric Bana. Now let's talk about Kelly McDonald for a second because she's coming up. And uh, she's pretty good. But like <clears throat> here's the thing is that like Ricky Gervais – like, in every movie he does, even when he's American, he's like Liam Neeson, man. He just does the accent. He doesn't care, right? He just does the accent, and then somewhere in the film, they're like, oh, you're from England. And he's like, yes, I am. Yeah, hey, I sure am. Hey, 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 Kelly McDonald, maybe just do the Scottish accent, because your American accent, not under control. Like, <laughs> that, <laughs> it's fucking, like, she'd be like, they'd be like, They'd be like, hello, American American girl. How are you today? And she'd be like, oh, I'm great, thanks. Like, okay, maybe maybe mask that a little bit, you know? She's like uh, that Steve Buscemi meme. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hello, my fellow teenagers. <laughs> hello, my fellow Americans. But uh, I, thought, I thought Kelly McDonald was mostly good in this movie. And, she, like, it's weird. She was the only person I thought was outstandingly good other than um, her accent, of course, being out of control. Um, I, I think that just comes from the fact that she's so fucking Scottish. So like she's she's thick Scottish. Um, the thick Scot. Yeah. Another weird thing about this movie is that in the direction it, it kept like it felt like they kept like how do I put this? Like it felt like they were building up to something with both both the cinematography and, and the writing. Because, like, sometimes you'll have this character show in and, or come in and it'll only show the back of his face or, or the back of his head. And you're like, oh, shit. Uh, no, the back of his head for, like, a whole scene. And you're like, that's, that's going to be, like, some famous guy. And then, like, it'll just cut to a part where it shows his face. And it's like, ah, no, it's just, you know, that's just some D actor. Okay, great. Uh, why do we look at the back of his head so long? And usually that's to, like, cover up, like, oh, shit, that's, like, that's Brad Pitt. He's going to have, like, a three-line part here. That's going to be crazy, right? <laughs> but then it's, and then it's just, you know, it's just some guy. Um, another thing I want to touch on here, too, is that, like, oh, the writing of the Ricky Gervais character. Let's get into that real quick because this was fucking atrocious. Ricky Gervais wrote a character who is, like, a nerdy person like a nerdy guy who likes comic books and like video games and stuff. And it feels like he has absolutely no knowledge of what these people are actually (laughs) like. This was, this was basically Ricky Gervais going to a comic con pointing at the first person he saw and being like, just from sight, I'm going to write my character as that guy, you know, (laughs) just from sight alone. I bet he has collectibles in his house. And it's like, ugh, ugh. And then, he like had the hissy fit about the collectibles getting sold. And then like he was keeping comic books in a vault and it's like, Hey, I think he watched like one episode of the big bang theory. <laughs> yeah. One episode of big bang theory. And he kept playing like, okay. All right. Look, I, I like, I'm going to, I'm going to break this down here. Is that like, I'm a legit, like I'm, I'm a pretty legit, like comic book nerd. Right. 
here's here's like one thing that like actual real nerds never do is like mobile gaming and he did that the whole fucking movie and it bothered the piss out of me because nobody fucking mobile gaming is for goddamn casuals like i hate to sound like a douchebag but like it's so goddamn casual and bullshit and just like oh it's like that's it's like it's like he heard the word gaming and he's like oh you mean like on iphones and someone was like yeah 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 i guess uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess yeah sure why not well or they couldn't afford an xbox to put in the movie so they yeah. just use their phones yeah that's true. super low budget it's like it's preposterously low budget you know do you know what the the budget was on this bitch no i have no idea i, I imagine like probably like it felt like maybe 10 million dollars because yeah, like maybe less maybe less because like it, it all took place indoors and like even when they were a bottle episode. That's why they didn't actually go to Ecuador until the last 10 minutes. (laughs) And then the last 10 minutes. And even when they went to Ecuador, they just sat in a room. Yeah. You know? And, uh, Oh, I liked that, uh, that generic shot of the white house that was in this movie. (laughs) Speaking of white house, speaking of white house, (laughs) Donald Trump. (laughs) I was going to, I was going to segue that into Olympus has fallen. London has fallen. London has fallen. Okay. Here's what I'm going to say about special correspondence. It's uh, not funny. Uh, it's actually just kind of grim. And, like, it's actually just sort of a depressing look at the state the of American like, journalism. Not, none of them are likable. That's yeah. The, uh, the only likable character is is the girl, like, the, the Kelly McDonald character, who mm-hmm. – but then they're like, oh, I mean, I mean, best thing to do with this likable character, uh, forced relationship with uh, that guy. Okay. She's okay. For, uh, and first of all, Ricky Gervais, you're 50. That girl's like 25. You're fucking 50, Ricky. I, hey, I bro. Hate, you're every bit of 50. I hate that. Every time Ricky Gervais writes a movie, he always ends it with like him getting a a, a woman that he clearly could not get. Uh, at least Derek is good because he plays a retarded character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Der- Derek is fun. Derek is a lot of fun, and uh, Carl Pilkington kills that show. Um, he's done, what, what like, fucking, I, I want to say five TV shows, but I think there might be more than that. Uh, feels like there might be more. Office, Extras. Uh, Derek, Ricky Gervais Show, An Idiot Abroad. But I feel like there's more. But Life maybe. is Short. Life is short, right? Right. I forgot about life is short. That's on Netflix now. I, I should watch that. I've never seen oh, it. Oh, they removed it already. Oh, goddamn! Fuck you, Netflix. They're like, yeah, it's work. Davis and Ricky Gervais. Nobody's watching this. They they put it on for a week. They accidentally they accidentally put it on. It must be on like it must be on like UK Netflix, and they accidentally put it on the Canadian one, and they're like, oh, that was been on Canadian Netflix for a week. Yeah. Who, who's watching it? I watched Nova? all of it. I did manage to watch all of it. I've seen it before, but, but it's, it's like so it's good. like it's like twelve episodes, isn't it? That's uh, less than that. It's like eight, I think. Yeah, it's not. It's not too long. I I've just seen the uh, the Liam Neeson episode, and that's like fucking amazing. It might be like six and a special or something. Yeah, that sounds that sounds very Ricky Gervais esque. Um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk. Uh, yeah, it's it's not funny. Uh, the characters are shitty. Uh, very forced relationships. Vera Famiga, she just kind of everyone just got off scot free, and that's what really pissed me off about this movie, is that everyone no had these yeah these shady fucking deals, and then it was like, all right, well, when it ended, I was like, are we gonna like? I, I almost thought it should have cut to like the consequences. Like honestly, you know, like 
you know like when you watch a movie and somebody's pulling off some elaborate scheme and you, and they start doing it and you're like oh man there's no way they're getting away with this i can't wait to see how people react to them get it to, to like them finding out how this happens it's like none of that fucking none of that yeah. um so yeah real quick real quick we're gonna uh, blaze through this london has fallen movie uh i'm gonna be also 100 percent honest couldn't finish could not finish uh <laughs> I, I tried four times to watch this movie, and each time was worse than the last. And um, I don't know. It's just like – I have you ever watched a movie that's just like such a nothing movie? Like it absolutely has no content. It's just like Gerard Butler running around. I actually – I like the villain, though. He is kind of like uh... – he was kind of Bond-esque. Like, they, they didn't make him, like, the regular terrorist villain. He kind of, yeah. like, I don't know. He kind of, he was pretty good, I thought. Yeah, that, that part was fine. It's just, like, it's the whole Gerard Butler just, like, running around, like, the sewers of London. And it's, like, so similar. Let's let's talk about Olympus Has Fallen because I don't think we ever discussed that movie real quick. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen came out, I think, in 2014, maybe 2013. Um, and it was basically, like, a diehard yeah, I think it's basically like a diehard knockoff, um, similar to White House Down, except that movie's actually good. Oh, you're yeah, uh, you're a White House Down man. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big White House Down man. But Olympus has fallen. Uh, basically, uh, President Aaron Eckhart is. Hey, in Aaron trouble. Eckhart, you're not a president. Yeah, he's <laughs> sure. Of all the people you could pick to be a president, Aaron Eckhart is like down here. Yeah, and they and they had Morgan Freebird on on their on their payroll. Like he's in the movie, so like why not just make him the president? Like that, yeah, just make that, him old Barack, you know? Yeah, that's what that's what they did with Jamie Fox, young Barack, dude. Yeah, young Barack. Except he might be older than Barack now that I'm thinking about it. But uh, uh, probably about the same age. They're about the so it, so it's just Barack, just fucking it's just fucking Barack. Man, I can't wait for Barack to be done being the president so he can be in action movies. You think Barack's gonna make a? <laughs> He's gonna get into the films. Oh, dude, I would, I would not doubt it. Either that, or he's gonna get like, he's gonna get like really crazy with like posting basketball videos on YouTube, like, the, <laughs> yeah, just like him doing like alley oops. He's like, hi, I am former President Barack Obama, and here's me doing a double alley oop, alley oop, <laughs> like through the backboard, glass shatters. I think he's gonna get. He's probably gonna do like. A brick of hash in the morning. He's probably gonna get really into weed because you know he's he's done like eight years without being able to smoke. Well, well, it's legal now, so he actually can if he wants. Oh, I guess it is in DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking legal there, dude. He can smoke smoke it whenever. He, I bet you Barack Obama smokes weed every day, dude. Dude, Barack Obama has a brick of hash with his breakfast. <laughs> he shows up. He shows up to like Senate meetings, and they're like, "All right, Mister Mister uh, President, how Mister Obama, could you put down the Philly blunt, please?" <laughs> and he's just his eyes are just like wide open, and he's like. <sighs> Don't know if I can. Don't know if I can handle this responsibility. Barack Obama today. smoking a blunt is a funny image, <laughs> but in my opinion, Barack Obama is a hash man. Yeah. Oh, he's got to be, dude. <laughs> Fucking Barack Obama, and it's because of him that it's legal, right? Uh-huh. It's because of him that it's legal. Um, the legalization of marijuana is one of my favorite things ever because it's something that people were just yelling about for so long, and then like the U.S. government was just kind of like, "All right, you know." <laughs> Okay then. <laughs> All right. I mean, like, if you really want it, I mean, okay, sure, why not? 
It was this yeah. like like the the United States government responded as if they'd never been asked this before. Like as if nobody had ever asked for the legalization of weed. They're like, "Oh, you want legalization? Of weed? No, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't worry about it, buddy. We got it. You know, we'll, yeah. we'll take care of that. Yeah, no, no worries." And uh, yeah, anyway, so London has fallen. Uh, Olympus has fallen. It all takes place in the White House. It's a lot of fun, uh, ish. But uh, it's like it's like as far as dumb action movies goes, it knows what it wants to be. Exactly. Know? Yeah, and that's and that's fine. That's fine, but I feel like I feel like this is a really good movie for dads. Yeah, and dads like, would like this. Like, here's the problem though: Gerard Butler is no uh, Bruce Willie. No, that's absolutely not. That's that's the problem. And here's the other problem: is that uh, we talked about this with Kelly McDonald, but Gerard Butler is probably got the worst American accent I've ever heard. Oh yeah, he's terrible. Holy <laughs> fuck, dude! Stop doing American, man. Just just say you were born in Scotland. Who cares? Dude, just, like just do the knees. Yeah, just fucking do the knees. If someone's like, yeah, there's people that just do whatever the fuck they want, and their names are Liam Neeson and Sean Connery. Just do your accent. No one gives a fuck. Oh, and Arnold. Arnold, yeah, Arnold. Uh, look at this big American military man. Hey, <laughs> you don't have to be an American to be the biggest action star of all time. You know who it is? Fucking Arnold. Can't even speak the language. Goddamn fucking Van Damme. Dude. Yeah, and Van Damme, <laughs> John Claude. Just do the accent, and then have the writers find some fucking ridiculous reason. John why Claude movies the are the best because they always they always figure out a way around <laughs> it, no matter what. I watched Bloodsport the other night. They talk about it. They talk about it. They, they talk about like, it at the very beginning. They're like, "Yes, he was he was he was French, uh, and then he came to America." Uh, and his brother's not French. Don't worry about it. But I, I like it. I like it better at Arnold movies because nobody says anything about it. Like, like as if it, as if he's doing a flawless American accent. Like that's my favorite part. Yeah, except for in uh, in Twins. Yeah, in Twins they talk about. It. Well, because he was on that island, and the and like the doctor that raised him had a weird accent, but it wasn't the same accent. So it's like it's kind of weird still. Here's here's the thing that confuses me is that like I've heard like many Austrian people speak and like uh-huh. nobody speaks like Arnold. Well, it's just because his mouth doesn't work because of all the roids. <laughs> nobody speaks like Arnold. Now in the sequel, London has fallen. Uh, basically, what we got here is the same movie except instead of taking place at the White House, um, it takes place in the sewers. I don't. Ooh. I don't know if that's the route I would have gone, but uh, it's the route they took. Uh, they immediately it's certainly like, worse. Yeah, it's definitely worse. And here's the thing: is that like they immediately go to the sewers. Like they like they don't even stop for a second to think about it. They're just like immediate. Their reaction is, "Oh, well, we better get in the sewers." Um, and then so him and Aaron Eckhart are running around in the sewers, fighting all these terrorists for a while. And like they shut down all of London. Like I don't know how you achieve that, but they just shut down all of it. And then it just became like this, like almost like dystopian wasteland that was. Apparently, just you can empty. do shit like that though. Can like, you? you know, James Bond did it, but they got more money. Which which city did he? Which city did he shut down? Well, they're just they're running through London all the time, you know. Yeah, but there's like there's always other people. But in this movie, it's like it's like they evacuated the whole place in an hour, and then it was just like. It was just like a paintball field for them to have a heyday in, you know, like a really big paintball field. Like, you know, like it felt like a goddamn like 
Gears of War or something like that, where it's just like people walking through the street and then they encounter some bad guys, they shoot at them for a while and then they just continue walking down the street. Uh-huh. You know, just walking towards whatever goal it is they're supposed to be going towards. I uh, Killing yeah. the president, I guess. Yeah, killing the president. Yeah, this is this movie is baffling to me. Like I said, I didn't finish this. I tried to watch it four times. I could not get through it. Um, it and it's not that it's a bad movie. No, I, I, I enjoyed it as an action movie. It's just like, it's not, it's empty calories of a yeah, film, basically. Exactly. Yes, that, that's a perfect way to describe it. It's not about anything. It's just like, you pick it up from your local red box and you're like, Hey, you guys want to see Gerard Butler run around for a couple hours? And it's like, oh, yeah, I mean, well, it's not yeah. necessarily a bad thing though. No, no, I don't think so. Cause I, I even think that some of the diehard movies fall into that trope as well. It's just Bruce Willis running around for a little while. And I don't think it's a bad thing. I think you either have to be a dad to enjoy it though, or just like in the right mood, which I just like, I just, you have to remember, I just come off the heels of Batman versus Superman. So I was like, just like dying for some good content and I just wasn't getting what I was looking for out of London has fallen. Hell yeah. 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 There's also that scene where like all the fucking, all the world leaders were just like at that funeral. And speaking then speaking of Batman versus Superman, speaking of Batman versus Superman, wait, what's that segue? Batman, the movie, baby. Oh yeah. Do we want to do Jervis movies first or do we want to tackle Batman, the movie? I don't even really want to do that because honestly, I don't. Okay, let's do that, but I'm not <laughs> gonna. I'm not gonna do a top five. We're not gonna do a top five. We're just gonna talk about good Ricky Gervais movies. Well, here's the thing about Ricky Gervais movies: is he's not in that many. No, that's and true. the ones I've seen, I don't really like that much. No, yeah, I had someone here like, um, yeah, you know, we, we won't we won't do the top five, but I'll just I'll just discuss the list in general. Um, I made my top five, and. There was just some stuff on here that I don't necessarily like that much. Um, uh, Stardust is my number five. And, I mean, it's fine. It's a fine movie. Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer. But yeah, Stardust it, is all right. A Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Neil Gaiman film. Um, it's, but it's, it's another one of those movies. just just like an empty sci-fi, right? It's like, similar to, it's like the sci-fi equivalent of London is Fallen. Just empty calories. Uh, not <laughs> so about it. It's very sci-fi. Yeah. You know, I, not not really about anything, but like, and it tried to establish its lore, but like, I mean, Ricky Gervais is barely in that too, so yeah, and and I just picked that one because it was like, ah, what else have I seen? Um, I also had the Night at the Museum series on here as one entry. Uh, I've seen the first one; it's not bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think they're they're okay movies. The third one's not good, but the first one and the second one were certainly watchable. That's for sure. Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, Ben Stiller, Ricky, but the, here's the problem with those movies is that they don't give Ricky Gervais any funny bits, and like that blows my fucking mind because yeah. again he's probably the funniest actor in that film, and yet they're like, oh, let's just have him be the straight man, and it's like, don't do that, <laughs> don't, do, don't that. do that. Um, also on my list, I had two TV specials. Uh, my number three, I had the The Office TV movie. Um, that came out. It was like a Christmas special. Uh-huh. Um, that that's what they that's what I like about um, uh, British television. Is that like in America? Like uh, for, for instance, I've, I've been watching. Uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, and they're just they're just they just keep going with that. Like they're just just so gung ho. There's eleven seasons, and they're signed on for three goddamn more. Um, yeah. 
I, I've heard though that they they don't want to do it anymore, so they're just trying to spend as much money as possible and trying to get canceled. Well, <laughs> and in in doing that, in the last three years, they've won Emmys for their stunts. Yeah. So exactly. So FX is like, oh man, shows winning Emmys, man. Got to keep it going. Well, I I think FX needs some of those shows because they don't really have other shows anymore like the league well, yeah. is done the league is done yeah because i know they uh, they have man seeking woman but like that's fucking like terrible i don't like that show very much i watched yeah. the first season and it was like not for me yeah they're like shell. yeah yeah they keep trying to they keep tr- you know what here's the thing hollywood keeps trying to sell jay baruchel to me and at first that was biting kind of done now. i was nibbling yeah i was i was nibbling i was nibbling but I, that I, is an all-time it. classic i'll defend that one with Which my one? last breath which one? Fanboys. Fanboys? Yeah, I love fanboys. Um, I, I also didn't dislike This Is The End. I mean, not oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah not that perfect, movie's pretty good. 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 Uh, Jay Baruchel, now he's sort of fallen. Now he's got his DreamWorks money from the, those dragon movies. And, like, he oh, can yeah, just, the dragon movies. He doesn't need That'll to be, be in fucking FX comedies anymore, man. He's in those dragon movies. Sure. That Like, they're certainly going to bury those dragon movies, right? They're gonna. They're gonna. Uh, are they doing more? How many has uh, there been? Two or there's, three? There's two. There's two. But they they're gonna bury it, right? Like the, there's no way that they. It's what DreamWorks does. Like that's sort of well, DreamWorks. They got like the Netflix TV show. Yep. So they're already okay. So yeah. So yes, DreamWorks they're married. Doesn't respect its properties and just turns <laughs> out fucking Christmas specials and fucking Halloween specials. And- <laughs> well, here's the thing: is that that's kind of that's kind of what Disney was doing in the '90s, but we all just kind of forgot about that, and re- because like. Even Disney's well aware, like, yeah, man, man, making TV shows out of Aladdin, maybe that wasn't, you know, in our best interest. And DreamWorks is just taking their mistakes and making them all over again. Like, it's just... Well, I think the, the, the more offensive sin was the Disney's direct-to-DVD sequels. The, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Although, the third Aladdin movie, like, I'll kind of defend that one. It's pretty that good. <laughs> hey, that, that one's not bad. That one's pretty good. Uh, I don't know if a Goofy movie ever went to theaters, but um, I'll defend. I'll defend that did. one. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it did. I think its sequel didn't, and its sequel's not as good. But I mean, still not great. But uh, but uh, I will defend the first Goofy movie till the day I die. As anyway, I like Ghost Disney. Town. Yeah, Ghost Town. Ghost Town's my number two. That's actually a really good movie. Um, it's so cheesy though. Like it's really cheesy and predictable. <laughs> Which makes it kind of hard to watch in in the modern age. Uh, How about Kinnear? Kinnear, yeah, Kinnear murders it. Like that scene where he gets hit by the radiator—that's some of the best shit. Like, it's <laughs> the thing about Ghost Town is that it's genuine. Like, it's so genuine in everything it does, and that's why I think special spe- special correspondence sort of failed. It's it's the least genuine movie I think I've ever seen. Like, it's just like it feels so far from the second it starts to the second it ends. Like. Like you can almost like hear Ricky Gervais's pen as he types the fucking <laughs> screenplay. He typed out. it out in between fucking second lunch and dinner. <laughs> yeah, God, turned it in at one to six. Turned it in at one to six. Um, I also, I, my number one was the extras Christmas special because, like, I like the Office Christmas special a lot, but um, I don't understand why the Office was the one that sort of took him and made him who he is because the because ex- extras is probably 20 times funnier. Um, yeah. Extras is, is probably all of it, but it's, it's really funny. Extras might be the funniest TV show that's ever been on TV. Like it's so incredibly <laughs> clever and fun. 
Um, and each each episode is is like totally different while still maintaining the spirit of the show. And then they ended it off with this amazing Christmas special. And like what I remember about the the TV movie is that there's like a scene where Clive Owen is in very graphic detail, like uh, explaining how he wants to throw shit in this girl's face because uh, <laughs> she's ugly. And like it's so fucking funny. Like it's so funny. And then there's like the at the beginning of the movie, at the beginning of the movie, they are in a store and they find a, a Kramer doll and like, they're pushing its hand and it's like saying all these Kramer phrases. And then like one time they push it, it's like it just starts yelling the, uh, the racist rant he did at the Laugh Factory. That's like, and that's just like really good quality. And like, I don't understand why Ricky Gervais, because Ricky Gervais wrote that movie. Why? can't you take that exact same care and and like special kind of comedy that you write into your TV shows and into your TV movies and why don't you put that into an actual movie where it fucking matters in Hollywood yeah in I don't know fucking Hollywood no it makes no sense it makes no sense I, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of contractual stuff that like this has to do with a lot of contract stuff I imagine but I don't know. I'd I'd like to give a shout out to the uh to the Derek Christmas special too because that's pretty good. Yeah, I haven't seen all of Derek yet. Uh, I watched the first few episodes. I enjoyed it. I just I, it didn't stick with me at that right moment. I think I cried watching it. I think I, I, think I <laughs> yeah, cried. Yeah, it'll do that to you. Yeah, dude, it'll fuck you up. It'll fuck you up. But um, Batman. So. Kapoom, slurp, all those other stupid fucking words that they put into this. Uh, here's what I'm going to say about Batman the movie, okay, is that many people I know uh, adore this movie. Many Batman fans love it, and I'm a huge Batman fan, and I tried so hard to like it. Like, I'm trying so hard to like it, but it's so fucking stupid, it's, it's, the, it's so, literally the best Batman movie ever. Oh, it's so fucking bad. I cannot stand it. I cannot. Like, I was laughing, like, because, like, there's no way you don't laugh watching it's this perfect. Movie, right? It's a perfect film. There's no way you don't laugh because, like, some of the funniest shit comes from, like, them arbitrarily, you know, shoving the word bat onto random objects. <laughs> Like they're like, throw me the bat ladder, and it's just a regular ladder, and there's just like a little tag on it that says Dude, bat ladder. That scene is incredible. The whole <laughs> the whole them fighting their shark on a ladder in a oh helicopter over the ocean. Get it's, the fuck out of here. Yeah, that's, that, preposterous. that's preposterous. But then but then like that's preposterous, and then it goes into an even more preposterous scene where they're like where they're like, Who could have possibly been behind this? What a crazy riddle. Riddle, wait, the Riddler. Wait, it happened at C. C is for Catwoman. Somebody's playing a nasty joke on us. The Joker! And I don't remember what the Penguin was, but, like, they found some ridiculous way. Also, also, his the Penguin's fake name, the Penguin's fake name is P.N. Gwyn. <laughs> I think okay. I gotta get that out of the way. Um, one thing I will say about this movie is that Cesar Romero is a fucking murderer, dude. Like, Cesar Romero, so good dude. 
Cesar Romero, like, I don't know. I really like Heath Ledger, but Cesar Romero might still hold hold the title for hey, best. Joke. This guy's so legit crazy. He just paints over his mustache. <laughs> his with mustache. The, with the paint. I couldn't stop looking at it. He's got like, you know, like the, like the kind of mustache I have. It's not even like a real mustache. Yeah. It's like a dirt mustache, and he painted over it with the Joker paint. It's like, hey, if you're going to be the Joker, for sure shave in the morning. No, right? absolutely not. He's Cesar Romero. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, th- what I did like about this movie is that it took all of the iconic – because this one's based off the TV show Batman yeah. um, starring Adam West and Burt Ward. Um, I-, I also like that they didn't fuck around at all in this one. They showed you Batman and Robin right off the bat. They're like, here they are. You can probably guess what they do. They fight crime. So he's he's a man that dresses like a bat. Got it. Let's fucking do this. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite one of my favorite moments um, from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when they're talking about Batman and he's like, "You're you're telling me that he's legitimately just a man dressed as a bat? No, these these are Academy Academy Award nominated films. I can't that can't be what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nope, just a man dressed as a bat." Going around beating people up. Uh, there wasn't a lot of beating people up in this one. That's the big problem. Is this one just sort of like a lot of running around and like driving places? And in, in that, more in that, fan service than anything. So you get all the villains, you know. You get all the villains. You get the Batmobile. You get the um, comedy. You get the comedy. You Yo, get the you ridiculous. Get Adam West scheme. running around with a bomb through a town for like ten minutes. <laughs> it's so good. There's also a part where Robin just starts pumping out like seventy of those holy blank Batman. Just yeah. like, just like in a row, like just go and go and train on it. It's amazing, you know. People who watched the show back in the '60s will probably like this. And if you're in a really goofy mood, yeah, it's fun. But I just every time I watch it, I struggle with it a little bit. I have so much trouble enjoying this film. Well, I I completely adore it, but you know, teach their own, teach their own. Uh, Batman the movie, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good, but um, it's fucking stupid. Like it's just like there's no other way to describe it. It's just it's fucking stupid, in 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 a sort of childlike and whimsical manner. It's dude, you like Pee Wee Herman? This uh, is dude. like the exact same shit. I guess I don't know with Pee Wee Herman. It's I, I don't know. I do love Pee Wee Herman. There's just. I like Pee Wee Herman because Pee Wee Herman is completely oblivious to his surroundings. Whereas, like, Batman kind of knows what he's up against, right? Like, he knows what's happening. But as Pee Wee Herman, he just, like, gallivants through life like a fucking uh, uh, high-functioning autistic kid. Just, like, skipping around, assuming that everybody wants to fuck him. And everybody does for some reason. <laughs> uh, I love Pee Hell yeah. So next Pee-wee. week we're going to be talking about back Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, we're getting into the dark stuff. We're going to talk about my least favorite man on the planet, Tim Burton. I got it right here. It looks oh. beautiful. Oh, oh, there's the DVD. I like that the DVD doesn't even say anything. There's no, no like, art on the front. It's just the bat just the symbol. Just, just, just the logo. I guess they do the same thing with Ghostbusters, just the logo on the DVD. Ghostbusters. And I feel like at this point, people will see the Batman logo and they're like, ah, Batman. Nobody's like, ah, what is, what is that? What, what is that logo? I also just bought this, the Mad Max Anthology. Yeah, I saw that. It's really does nice. It, it comes with art inside. It comes with oh, some nice art. Is, does it come with Fury Road as well? All four? Yeah, it comes with all four, son. Oh, shit. That's on Blu-ray? Yeah, of course. Oh. I wouldn't buy it if it wasn't Blu-ray. 
Oh my God! You're gonna watch Thunderdome on Blu-ray. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. Thunderdome. We might. We might have to do. We might have to do that series soon too. Yeah, it's all. We only have to do the three because we've already talked about Fury Road. But yeah, I haven't. I haven't seen. I haven't. I actually haven't seen the original trilogy in a while. But I just remember Thunderdome being fucking incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Batman, Batman the movie, so f- fucking skip it, it's terrible, it's, just, it's fucking awful. Nah, it's, it's, it's really good, it's the only good Batman movie actually. Alright, so here it is ladies and gentlemen, you've been waiting for it, this is a feature presentation, this is uh, John Favreau's The Jungle Book. Jungle Book? Jungle Book, I like that John Favreau made that movie Chef about how he didn't want to sell out anymore and then immediately sold out. <laughs> yeah. Whew, that man's got no conviction, but uh No, he yeah. sure doesn't. He's sure getting doesn't. really fat too. I'm really worried about his health. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely like he there's just so much, like just so much like grease in his blood at this point. There's no saving him I don't It's all think. those Cubanos, you know. If you if you cut him, if you cut him, the blood would come out real slow. You think you think if you cut him just like <laughs> little little tiny Cubano sandwiches fall out? <laughs> They're not his blood wouldn't be it wouldn't be like red. That's all I'm saying. Like it would be like it would be like it would look like it was like a diluted orange. You know like what a, you know what John Favreau has after a long day of working on the jungle book, Chadley? Thirty six Cubano sandwiches. <laughs> Thirty-six. You know what? You might not be far off with that estimate. Um so the jungle book. Uh, this is a star-studded movie from the likes of Disney. We got uh, Ben Kingsley in it, uh, Christopher Walken, Bill Murray, um, Idris Elba. Uh, Idris Elba. Let's okay. Let's talk because like I want to just get this right out of the way. Now, this is a great, like a really great fucking movie. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. But uh, I went to see this with like uh, two people who are like really, uh, you know old school Disney nostalgic. And so when we were done watching the movie, uh, I tried to look at the movie critically with these people and they were just having none of it. Um, every, every, every critical thing I said about the movie, they were like, no, no, you're wrong. Perfect, perfect movie. And, uh, I just, I just <laughs> don't think it is, you know, like it's great. It's, it's a real fucking good movie. Let's talk about the CG real quick. Um, I guess they figured out animals, so that's pretty cool. That's close. There was yeah, like they, they those, those wolves, dude. Hey, those wolves. The gray gray's got to step it up because that shit looked real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, goddamn, dude. Um, the only thing that I didn't think looked too convincing was probably the um, um, Baloo the bear. Um, yeah, and, and most and I know the reason for that: too many hairs. Yeah, the, well, the the thing is, is they took a bear and they tried to give it like human features. And it just looked weird. Like it was like he had a human face, and it's like that's for sure a bear. Give it a bear face. I don't think there's bears in the jungle, personally. But no. at least in uh, the Jungle Book animated film, he was blue. So you're like, oh, <laughs> I guess there might be a blue bear in the jungle. This was just a fucking like grizzly bear. It's like, <laughs> yes, hey, like, that shit's <laughs> not in the jungle. I guarantee that. that. Shit's in the, it's in the mountains of Canada. What, what the fuck? <laughs> God damn! But everything else, man. I mean, like it was, it was a, it was a book written like 300 years ago by, uh, by a black man. Actually, do you know Richard Coupling is a, it was a black man. Bless, um, bless him. Yeah, God bless. He, he, he released that book in a time when uh, people weren't so receptive of that. So God bless the man. He was beating the odds 
years before Obama. Um, uh, but this is this is a really good adaptation, and, and here's why: is that like the screenplay and the narrative itself was so incredibly focused, which is bizarre because the animated film had no focus. Absolutely, yeah. it was just them fucking around in the woods for no reason. It's, in the 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 animated movie I haven't seen it in a long time, but it feels more like uh like vignettes yeah, yeah. together. Whereas this this felt like it was like those same ideas, but they put it together to make it all have a purpose. Now I've um, never actually read the book, but uh yeah. is this closer? I believe book? I believe it is closer to the book. I believe it's it's not by much, but it's it's closer. Um but there is one thing that I did want to say, and this was this was the main argument that I had when I had the people snack back at me and be like, "No, you dumb." Um, the, the screenplay and the screenwriters they felt very confused um, as they were writing this film of what kind of film they wanted to make. Like it was really unclear what kind of film they wanted to make because it kept sort of like bumping back between this bright, colorful, family-friendly joint to like this kind of grim, violent animals beating the shit out of each other type movie. Yeah, you, you, weren't, you weren't comfortable with the tonal shift. I could see that. Yeah, it's like, like obviously, I don't have a problem with it. I'm, I'm a fucking adult, but like, I wouldn't take my kids to see this, honestly. Okay, I just want to talk about that for a minute. Um, every time I go to the fucking movie theater, someone's bringing like a baby, and it's like, hey, kids, <laughs> all right? As long as they won't talk during it, but don't fucking bring a baby <laughs> to the movie theater. You gotta buy a ticket for a baby too. Like that's the most preposterous. No, I think they, thing. I think you can walk them in. Can you walk them in? I think but like if they sit on your lap. Hey, like here's the thing: is that baby's not analyzing the film. No, it's know? baby not watching. <laughs> baby's falling asleep. <laughs> it's and then we'll wake up because loud noises. Fucking yeah. starts crying. Yo, I was watching this movie and like halfway through, a baby started crying. I'm like, I almost stood up. I almost fucking stood up and lost my mind because it's like, hey, it's fucking nine o'clock on a fucking Tuesday. Don't bring a baby. Here's what happened when I went to see this movie because I want to write an open letter to the fucking bitch that sat in front of me. Hey, if you're going to sit in the front row, if you're going to sit in the front row, for sure, don't keep taking out your fucking cell phone and going on Facebook. I watched everything this bitch did. She liked a bunch of photos. She was commenting on stuff. Like, if you take out your cell phone and somebody texts you, SOS, need to talk right now, and you text and you put the phone away, and then you bring it back I up. Fucking text. hate theaters so much. Fucking like, people just I blow my mind. It. And now it's so bad. I have to go like five weeks out when on like a matinee when no one's in there there's no enjoy. etiquette there's no fucking etiquette in theaters anymore and it blows my brain you know the you know the shitty one by my house yeah uh, i'm aware of it on the air conditioning yet and it's fucking 30 degrees here every day <laughs> So, like, I almost passed out while watching The Jungle Boy. I felt the fire. I felt the fire of Mowgli's heart. They were, they, were you know? giving you, they were giving you the, the humid feel of The Jungle. 
<laughs> yeah, it was hotter than the jungle in there, dude. Like, I I can't believe how shitty the theme. No wonder people don't go to the fucking movies anymore. I can watch here on my giant TV that I'm looking at right now, and I can fucking watch in my temperate house in the dark with my giant stereo system, and it's just as good. Yeah, absolutely. I've got surround sound in my house. I got surround sound in my house. I got a fucking LED TV. 52 inches. I don't need to go to a theater. What, what am I getting from a theater? Oh, oh, I'm paying extra money for 3D that doesn't work? Great. I didn't go to the 3D version of this. Did you? On that note, I do want to talk about that for a moment. I just got mad about 3D just because I'm used to it. But uh, I think Disney might have this. You know, I think they might have figured this shit out. Um, there's some really fucking solid 3D in this movie. Was it um, good? Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, like, it's really solid, and this is, like, there's been, like, two instances, and it's only, like, at bits and pieces. For most of the movie, it's just, like, oh, that's in the background, that's in the foreground, very good, you know, thank uh-huh. you, enjoy my extra $3, you pieces of shit, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a couple scenes, like, you know the scene when he's, uh, when Mowgli is at the top of the cliff, and he's got the stick, and he's trying to get the honey down for Baloo, uh-huh. and then he drops the stick? The stick fucking comes at you in 3D. And, like, it actually made me go, like, whoa. Like, and that's the sort of 3D we need to be implementing. Goofy coming at you shit. Oh, um, you, you want to go back to, like, Friday the 13th 3D shit. Yes, exactly. Oh, my God. What was that? At part four? Friday the 13th? No, that's 3D, bro. That's, no, yeah, oh, it might be. No, it was three. Oh, yeah, it was three. It was three. Um, there was also a really good part where Sheer Khan leapt at the left at the fucking screen oh, and that dude. was amazing the lady beside me was fucking screaming so hard well, <laughs> there's a lot of jump scares in this movie oh yeah oh yeah buddy and they're better in 3d even scarier even scarier hell yeah yes somehow spookier it's uh i don't know it's this is an incredibly solid movie but it does have its problems and let's get to the root of the problem the problem is is that disney does, Di- Disney is in a weird phase right now where no matter what they make, it's going to be fucking like, it's going to make millions. Yes. So they don't care what they're making right now. They're just making stuff, you know? Um, but they're also in this weird thing where they're, they still want to remain child friendly, but they also want to make these action, action blockbuster movies. And it felt like they were just trying to make both at the same time. And it didn't really, didn't really click. You know, um, visually, this movie is probably probably best, definitely the best movie of the year. Yeah, uh, actually, it might be so might be far. best best movie of the year in general. Actually, well, um, I would that's just a little better, but um, that's just my opinion. Um, I, yeah, I think I like this a little more than Deadpool. Here's the thing: the voice cast uh, is incredible. Oh my god! But Mowgli uh, uh, felt a little weak to me. I mean, he was a kid. You know, he was a kid. I thought he was pretty good for his yeah, age. It's not an excuse anymore, though. Yeah, there's that's true. We've been over act. this. Yeah, we've been over this before. Why not get that fucking weird kid with the mustache who was in Dope in Grand Budapest? Get that kid. Yeah, that kid's good as fuck. <laughs> he's, um, like, he's like 20 now, but I bet he could still pass as a young boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess he's acting to puppets and shit, but, like, should have been a little stronger. <laughs> You think that like you think like Alba came in for a day, or do you think like he was on set? I don't think he was in for very long. Probably. Here's the thing: is that like what you have to remember about this movie is that 
more, more than likely, that kid was the only actor on set. Yeah, he was. That kid was the only actor on set. And to have to act to absolutely nobody, that's a really big challenge. John Favreau. Well, I mean, he's acting to John Favreau. Sure. I'm sure John Favreau stepped in for Baloo. Like, I'm, I guarantee it. Yeah. You know, big old roly-poly fat-ass John Favreau. I actually saw in the, uh, in the pre-show, they showed a little clip of when the, when the tiger jumps out the first time of John Favreau hiding in the bushes and jumping out at the kid and scaring him. Seriously? Yeah. Can't be real. That's amazing. Yeah. Fucking Favreau's the best. I love him. He's so like he's crazy now, right? Like he's crazy. Yeah. He's absolutely insane now, and it's entertaining for everyone. Um, yeah. I mean, this Bill is a Murray, very man. Bill Murray's yeah. so good, dude. He, I don't know how he manages to be so goddamn funny as a bear. This had more jokes than that special correspondence movie, and that no, was a comedy. Was full of jokes. Yeah, this movie had a lot of jokes. It also had a lot of you know like fucking tigers ripping wolves apart and i was like jesus <laughs> christ i was violent dude that bare necessity song that will get me every time i fucking love that shit okay that's one thing i wanted to touch upon because obviously this is a remake of the jungle book and you gotta have bare necessities in there you gotta have um uh, i want to be like you but you can't like uh, honestly if you're gonna do a remake and you're just you can't just include some of the songs. You either gotta include all of them or you gotta include none of them. Maybe cut like one, but like there's like seven songs, like the "We're Your Friends" song. What the fuck was that? I, I was missing the "We're Your Friends" song by the Vultures. Um, and like the, yeah, the, the are good. I like them. The thing the thing is too is that they take so goddamn long to get to the bare necessities thing. Like Bill Murray doesn't show up till like an hour and ten minutes into the movie. Yeah. And then and then they do the bare necessities thing, and it's like, okay, I've been watching this for seventy minutes, and as far as I'm aware, this ain't a musical, but now it is. And then Christopher Walken basically raps his song. Hey, unnecessary. Yeah. Not don't, don't let Christopher Walken sing. Yeah. I mean, like, if you got to do the song, I mean, get somebody else. You know, like, that's what they did with Disney movies back in the day. You think JTT could sing those Lion King songs? I don't fucking think so. <laughs> Matthew Broderick did, though, because Matthew Broderick can sing like a motherfucker. But Christopher Walken was, like, great as the monkey. Like, great. But, like, Dude, before. You know, you know why I respect King Louie so much, Chadley? Why is that? Because I respect the mob. Yeah, ex okay, yeah, that was gonna be my next point. Okay, because in the original Jungle Book, he was like a he was like a like a, a take on a jazz musician almost, you know? Like, you know, one of those guys you'd find and like you remember Live and Let Die? Yeah, like like one of those guys in Live and Let Die. He was like one of those, like BB King or old old King Cole or whatever the fuck, old J. Cole. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> whatever whatever the fuck whatever the fuck they were. But um you know, like one of those guys. And then in this, uh, when they when they cast Christopher Walken, my girlfriend turned to me and said, since Christopher Walken's playing that character, I bet you any money they're going to change that character to be like from a jazz musician to a gangster. And guess what they did? Yeah, they made him a gangster. It was good. They made him a gangster. And it worked. It worked fine. Here's what didn't work fine. Why make King Louie? 500 feet tall. 
<laughs> you didn't like that? No, it didn't make sense. Like, there was no reason for it. He had all these monkey buddies. They were all normal monkey sides. Why the fuck was he so big? I mean, I get it. He's the king. Maybe make him a bit bigger, but 500 feet tall, maybe. No. He couldn't even, he couldn't even get out of his house. How the fuck did he get in there? He had, to, he had to break his house in order to get out. How did he get in there? Did he just... Did he just sit there and then just grow there? I'm not sure. Charlie, I just want to, I just want to come back to this here. Are you really telling me you didn't know that King Louis was Louis Prima, the jazz musicians from New Orleans? No, I'm, I, I'm aware of that, but I just meant like, I just meant like he was based on like that kind of character, like that sort of jazz musician character. Um, yeah. Whereas in here, we had Christopher Walken, and it's like, oh, what does he do? Yeah, he does mobster pretty good. Ah, fuck it, make the monkey a mobster. Who gives a shit? Well, no, I'll change the story. I don't care. Just make Christopher Walken in it. We got Walken. Change the story. I don't care. Hey, we got Walken? We got, we got fucking Walken? Okay, let's find, a, let's find a character that doesn't fit Christopher Walken at all, and then make the character fit him instead of vice versa. Hey, get somebody who can do a role like this. Don't just change the character. I don't know. I don't know. But although I'm sure in the original book. I don't know. I've never sure read that. I, mean, I never will. So. I'm sure in the original book he wasn't a goddamn jazz musician. So I'll let it pass. Because Christopher Walken's fucking amazing. I don't mind. Just don't have him sing anymore. Then, now here's, here's another thing. And I've talked about this with Disney movies before. When something fucking just like badass as hell happens. And that is when King Louie punches through that thing and then he looks up and realizes he's just broken the beam and oh most vicious death in goddamn disney history that the entire tower just collapses onto him and then they bought it back they bought it back like i'm so sick of disney doing this shit uh they did it in like some of those marvel movies too they kill characters off and then buy it back to be like just kidding you know like don't worry he's not actually dead you know and then he came out and he sang again during the end credit sequence. I don't know. This is a great movie. And I'm I, like, clearly I'm nitpicking really finely, but I don't know. There was just a, a couple of things that bothered me that I feel everybody else in the world is just so willing to look past just because it's such a good movie. And it is, it is a great movie, but the, I mean, not perfect. Not the perfect film everybody says it is. Who's saying it's perfect? I've never heard any of that. No. I don't know, man. I've I've read nothing but like rave reviews, like basically saying like, yeah, this is a fucking perfect film. And it's like, well, I don't know if you've ever seen any other movies, but like this one's pretty good. It's fine. It's it's a it's a solid eight out of ten. It's a solid eight out of ten. Yeah, that's what I gave it. Yeah, it's a solid eight out of ten. I would I would watch this again. I think, and honestly, after seeing this version, I don't think I'd ever watch the cartoon again. Stick to this I one. I have no desire to. Yeah, no, no hey, this one. Uh, Andy Circus, good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck matching this shit. God damn. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's. I think what this movie's going to be remembered for is that it does have a like like revolutionary and innovative uh, special effects. Like that CG is some of the best shit I've ever seen. Like it's, it's really good. It's really it good. Looks, looks good. It looks good. And usually it still looks fake good. though. Yeah. It doesn't look real, but like we're getting there, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about fucking Elba. 
man. Oh man, he's so good. Holy shit, dude! How do you how do you do a voice performance that's like that good? Usually, you just gotta come in and say the words. But he like it sounded like he was living the words. <laughs> hey, Idris Elba. <laughs> Uh, you came out of the woodwork, and apparently you're the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> yeah, the fuck did, you're right up there with goddamn Tom Hardy and what is that other guy, Oscar Isaac? What the hell? Hey, Oscar Isaac, you come out of the woodwork, hey? Just yeah. out of the woodwork. <laughs> I want those three people to do a uh, Seth Rogen comedy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all. That's all I want is I want dramatic actors to be in a Seth Rogen comedy. That's all <laughs> I care about. Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio, Idris Elba. Fucking Tom Hardy, you can push past because he's done comedy before. But uh, Idris Elba, uh, Idris Elba, and fucking Oscar Isaac and Leonardo DiCaprio and Seth Rogen. Hell yeah, yeah. And like, and, and not even like one of the good Seth Rogen comedies too. Like, like one of those like be like the interview or the night before type garbage. I watched the night before. It's actually pretty good. Mm. Mm. It's okay. I mean. A lot of a lot of Jew talk in it. A lot, they they you know throwing throwing around the Jew words. Amazing. I do I do love Anthony Mackie. I think the man is hilarious. I th- I, I love Anthony Mackie in Pain and Game, but that's because I'm a piece of yeah. shit. Dude, I could I could watch Seth Rogen and JGL and Anthony Mackie do renditions of rap songs all day. Did um did you wish The Rock a happy birthday? I sure did. Yeah, you did. Okay, God bless. I was just making sure. I tweeted him "Happy Birthday, Dad," which um, might might have been even weirder for him, seeing as my uh, Twitter handle right now is Eddie Spaghetti. I don't think he's ever birthed in an Eddie Spaghetti. Well, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say. He's banged a lot of babes. Yeah, and dudes. Yeah. Oof. Actually, maybe just dudes. Now that I'm thinking maybe about it. Maybe exclusively dudes. <laughs> exclusively dudes. Um. So so. Overall, what I'm trying to get past is that The Jungle Book is a really good movie, but by no means is it perfect. Um, I'd still say 100% fuck yes. Check this movie out. It's it's really visually fantastic. Yeah. If you like Jungle Book, yeah, that's be right you like this. Uh, also, Bill Murray is a murderer. Oh, Bill Murray is fucking so good. Slaying this role. Taking, taking naps. Ben Kingsley, how the hell did they get him? I don't know. They pull that okay. off. He wasn't my favorite. No, no, he wasn't. But like, how? Like, how'd they get him to come in? Do you know that? Okay, I want to talk about this real quick. Is it? Do you know Warner Brothers also making a Jungle Book movie? Yeah, I know. Andy Circus is making it. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It is. It is Andy Circus. Who's? Is he directing it? Yeah. I know. I know. It's got Benedict Cucumber Sandwich, and it's got uh, Christian Bale. Is Cucumber Sandwich playing the the Shere Khan? Yeah. Cucumber Sandwich is Shere Khan, and then Christian Bale oh. is Bagheera. Hey, uh, I mean, maybe not as good of a cast as Ben Kingsley, but I mean, I'm sure it'll work fine. Yeah, no, it's I hope, not gonna be good. I hope he does it full Australian. I hope he does yeah, it. That'd be all right. Because like that's that's what I hate is that Australian accents or Australian actors never get to do the accent anymore. My only concern is who's playing Baloo. Yeah, ex- yeah, true. I don't know. Is that? I don't think that's cast yet because it's gonna be a funny man, right? Yeah, it must be. Yeah, I would say like a funny guy. Norm McDonald is blue. Yeah, Norm McDonald is blue in the Andy Circus flick. That'd be good. I'm gonna give you. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more chance to to do that correctly. Who would you cast as blue? Uh, I would cast. Um, let's go with uh, Dave Chappelle. 
Dave Chappelle. That one's not a bad one. Well, uh, Baloo's already been cast. Would you like to know who it is? Sure. Man himself, Andy Circus. Andy Circus is playing everybody? <laughs> he cast himself in the best role. What an asshole. <laughs> is he also playing Mowgli, but like mocap? Yeah, he's like, they're like, like, all right, Andy Serkis, you got to direct this film. And he's like, okay, but like, can I dibs the best character? uh, I guess so, yeah. Uh, It's also got Blanchette as Caw. I don't know why this movie and that movie are making Caw a woman. Caw was a man. I don't recall. Caw was a man, voiced by the same man who did Winnie the Pooh. He was doing the full Winnie the Pooh bit, too. Like, it's actually hilarious. Oh, yeah, that's right. Why can't it be a woman? I don't. I'm not saying it can't be a woman. I'm just. I just think it's weird that both the new renditions are doing it that way. When it was, you know why? I can explain why. Sure. Because there's no other roles for women, and you have to have women in movies. You might be right. You're right. There's no fucking women. I thought Bagheera was was a woman when I was a kid, but uh, it's also dumb. So there's the there's the mom. There's the mom wolf. That's a woman. But that was, I guess you got more than one. Um, also, I just want to say another thing, too, is that uh, Giancarlo Esposito is the head wolf. Mm, not for me. <laughs> Didn't work, eh? Did, did work. Giancarlo Esposito, his face is good, but his, his voice is just normal, guy. So boy, yeah, It sounded like, hey, that was the most normal-sounding wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy sounds like he might be a businessman. Hey, you know Wait. who should have played the? You know who should have played the wolf? Who's that? The Liam Neeson. Oh, dude, dude, how actually amazing would that be? Okay, we gotta. <laughs> do you have Circus's number? Do you have Andy Circus's number? Because we gotta get Let this. Check. Okay, you got it. Yeah, I got it. All right, cool. We'll have to. We'll send him a text after the show, and we'll have to tell him. I'll text him right now. Okay, text him. Uh, what do you, just, just say Liam Neeson equals wolf. He'll get it. Yeah. Oh, Liam Neeson equals wolf, uh, hashtag Jungle Book Origins. Yep, there you go. He'll get it, right? Yes. He'll understand. That's actually, that's a, that would actually be a perfect cast. Like, actually, honestly. Uh, they got Jack Rayner in there as the as the wolf, but uh, do some recasting. Sorry, Rayner. Not, not too loud. <laughs> not too late. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Holy shit, man! That would be the funny if you and I directed the Jungle Book, dude. That would we should. You know, everybody's doing it. You want to direct a Jungle Book? Fuck it, right? Well, fuck it. We'll get Norm Macdonald and the niece. Text, Norm Macdonald is blue. Text Circus back before he takes our idea. Tell him. Not oh to shit! That. It's already gone through though. He's already <laughs> read it. He's got read receipts on. God damn. Circus, why do you got read receipts on? What are you? What are you? Fucking basic. We'll get Norm Macdonald as blue. Uh, fuck it, we'll even get Andy Circus to play somebody. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, we'll make uh, Bagheera played by our very good friend, uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, of course. Hayden Christensen is Bagheera. Cause like, oh, I, he, I, haven't, I haven't mentioned this yet because we haven't had a podcast in a while. But uh, my, my uh, hit TV show, uh, we're filming the pilot. It's called Pallet Jackers. It's a workplace comedy, but about the warehouse. And uh, it's starring our good friend, uh, Hayden Christensen. Hayden's in it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna produce it at his uh, at his studio there. Glacier I feel Forest. like I feel like I wrote some episodes for this. Did I write some episodes for this? Well, I don't. You have to look over the contract. I don't. Because <laughs> like this is the first I'm hearing about like the filming and everything, but I am aware of Pallet Jackers 
yeah. now wondering if this is did I write some of this? Am I getting some money out of this? I don't. Well, it's not. That's not. You have to talk to the lawyers. It's not. <laughs> okay, okay. It's not what I do. Send, text me their number. Text me your number. I'll hit them up. Uh, we'll see. You'll, uh, you, okay. you just have to find it yourself. I don't know. Okay. Who else? Who else did you get? Because like I wasn't part of the casting at all, which is preposterous. But who else did we get? Uh, it's you know I want some surprises. You know. Uh, okay. But like the guest stars can be a surprises. Who's like who's like the main players? We got Hayden. My boy, hey, what can you give away? Like, you can at least give one more away, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm trying to decide. Who you want to give I, away? I can give away one special guest. How okay. I like that. Giovanni Rabisi. The Rabisi? Yeah, we got the Rabisi. Okay, you're going to have to fly me in for that filming. Cause I gotta oh, be you'll there. come down for the filming, I'm sure. Uh, I got to be there for Rabisi. I like workplace comedies. <laughs> like workplace comedies i'm pretty sure i wrote some of your some of yours i'm sure i I'm, and you know what at this point like i'm pretty sure i won't get paid for it but uh hey man 50 shades of black 50, sh 50 shades of black right we still got to talk about that shit this was the worst fucking movie ever made here's the thing is that they remembered to write jokes didn't remember to write good ones though <laughs> <laughs> you know it is funny though there was like a lot of jokes that i think we made during the podcast about 50 shades of gray that they just picked off the podcast <laughs> yeah, they just jacked us like that swagger jacked yeah because like there's that part where he's like this is my playroom for what xbox no i'm a playstation <laughs> guy or whatever it was place yeah i don't remember it's bad movie so i don't really recall appreciate <laughs> the black here's the thing here's the thing. the wayans have gone too far hey marlon wayans is basically the anti-mel brooks at this he's, point, he's, he he takes ideas. Here's the thing: is that like, I, maybe maybe I'm nostalgia driven for things like Spaceballs and Young Frankenstein. But didn't like these didn't these parodies used to be like clever? Like, did, wasn't well, there like some weight to these? Come shit? on, Spaceballs, the Yoda yogurt. Yeah, okay, yeah. There there's some shit in there. I'll, I'll admit, Spaceballs is certainly not a perfect film. Um, Young Frankenstein, however. That's pretty close. Yeah, that one's pretty close. But here's the thing: is that like I, I lament, I lament for the day when people look back on Scary Movie and are like, "Oh yeah, those were the days, man, when parodies were good, man, when parodies yeah, were good." Class. This is it's not like okay, Young Frankenstein. That's a movie your dad will watch on TV every time it's on. Uh, you think I'm gonna be watching Scary Movie every time it's on TV? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think honestly, I think in twenty years they're still gonna be running like Top Gun on TV. Like that's, I feel like I feel like the dad movies will never change. They'll always be like Con Air and Top Gun. And I hope um, they never change running Con Air because I will watch it every time. It's on there, <laughs> yeah, and the Fugitive. But here's the thing: if you watch the Fugitive every time it's on TV, you might be watching it every day. Well, too much for one man. It's on at least twice a month. Yeah. Oh, I would say I would say quite quite a bit heftier than that. Well, you're you're you might be confusing it with the Fugitive TV show that uh, runs. Oh, every yeah, maybe. Um, so Fifty Shades of Black is basically it's a parody on Fifty Shades of Grey, um, but uh, bad jokes. Um, I watched this with yet again a group of people who don't really watch movies, and uh, they found this hilarious, and I was just. I was baffled and like my girlfriend was there and these were like, these are people that my girlfriend knows and like she likes a lot and she just like, and they picked the movie and she could just see, she could just see like the light leaving my eye. Like she knew 
what was going down. She knew what I was thinking every second of that film. Like, <laughs> you know, she just looked at me and she just saw my eyes just like turn from blue to gray. Like they're just, I was gone, dude. Like <laughs> if there wasn't so many people there, I might've killed myself on the spot. Like, honestly, yeah. oh my God. Like the weigh-ins are terrible, dude. They're so terrible. And like, there's no way to describe how terrible they are other than just telling you to watch the movie. But I also wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. God damn. I got, I got laid off. I got laid off last year. And the guy who laid me off, I think if he was going to put this in his DVD player, I'd be like, whoa, easy there, buddy. Hey, settle down. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, I'm just going to give you a recommendation Kelly, to watch that. You made me watch this, though. I know a full episode on. I know, and I'm sorry, but here's the thing. Here's the thing: is that you and I are both busy men. Uh, you know, we we have a lot of stuff going on, and there's just too many movies coming out now. We can't. We can't. You you can't tell me in good conscience that you would be happy with a full fledged Fifty Shades of Black episode. No, you know what I would have been happy with. Not, not not picking that movie at all. That's what I would have been happy. (laughs) What have I done? I've I've ruined the act. I've ruined the act. But. I mean, what's done is done, I guess, right? Hey, I will say one thing, though. More watchable than Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, definitely definitely closer. I laughed a couple of times. There's this part where he steals cars all the time. That's his shtick. He's a rich guy that just steals cars all the time because he's yeah. black. Yeah, that's not bad. Kind of yeah. funny. That's not bad, I guess. I mean, it's just like... It's just such low-brow comedy. Like, it's it's every, like, low-hanging fruit that you, yeah. like, the average 14-year-old thought of while watching Fifty Shades of Grey, right? What about that uh, Whiplash parody in the middle there? Oh, dude. I Like like I said, I was with a lot of people, but have you ever seen, like, one of those pictures of somebody just, like, with their eyes wide, and then there's a caption that just says, screaming internally? It's like, it's like how I felt. Like, I was screaming mad because Whiplash is a good movie. And they took this bad movie, parodied another bad movie, in a bad movie. It's bad movie Inception, dude. Bad movie Inception. Bad movie Inception. And then they parodied, and here's the thing. Is it the Whiplash parody? No reason for it. Didn't add to anything. <laughs> was it? There wasn't even a joke in there. It was just a bad whip. They, it was just they mentioned Whiplash and did a Whiplash thing, like exactly like in the movie. It's like there wasn't even a joke in there. It was just them doing a scene from Whiplash, but like shouting angrily. Fucking. Because that's, that's what I walked away thinking about the most was that, that Whiplash parody. And here's, here's the other problem is that like, and that might have worked. You know how like in these scary movies, they, they just like, they parody a bunch of shit. Uh-huh. That might have worked if it, this was like this, but no, no, no. This was exclusively a parody of Fifty Shades of Grey, and then they did the Whiplash bit and parodied no other movies. Yeah, it was weird, dude. It was really weird. It was so out of place. Even for a parody movie, like, it was just so bizarre and ill-fitting. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? They needed to fill 180 minutes, bro. I guess so. 180 minutes? You know that's three hours, right? No, I I was going to say I meant 80. Is what I meant. Yeah, 180 minutes. Wait, what? I meant 80. Christ. Oh, 80, 80, 80 minutes. Sorry, I got a text. I got this. You know what? That might be a time. That might be. T- I think we're. I think we're going for 90 full. This is, 
this is the same length. This podcast is the same length of Fifty Shades of Black. And thank you for watching this instead of that. Also, don't watch Special Correspondence. About the same time as well. Same uh, length. What do we got next week, Charlie? Next week, we're going to dip into a little J.J. Abrams produced film called 10 Cloverfield Lane. This is an interesting oh. monster. Um, was just a monster movie. J.J. Abrams saw it and said, eh, yeah, make that a Cloverfield sequel. So they did. Um, so I've really... I've heard the last half hour is bad because all they did was try and fit in the Cloverfield monster. Oh, great. But it's got John Goodman, who I adore. Um, what's the other movie we're watching? Midnight Special, baby. Midnight Special, right. You're making me watch a Michael Shannon joint, and I'm losing my mind. I've heard it's good, though. So I've heard it's good, too, but like I also am going to have to look at Michael Shannon. And like I don't want to accidentally look at him in a positive light. It's... No, it's scary. I'll feel free to trash it next week on the podcast. Uh, visit the website, punchnerds.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe, baby.